nice to be here again. Um, I would just was wondering if you propose come a little closer, and um, that would be nice. Thanks. <clears throat> we did a lot of chanting, so I think I'll just get right into the discussion what we'd like to look at today. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Makyanatam Randasya Kyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Nina Tasma Sri Gurave Namaha I was born in the darkest ignorance. My spiritual master opened my eyes with a torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisance unto him. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Hare Krishna. So some of you devotees uh, that I met before the program began uh, asked a few things like, how's your health? Are you doing better? And I say my health is good. And uh, it's not like I went through a near-death experience. Um, and uh, yeah, I just came back from India, so that's the other question. How was your trip? And, uh, so it was good. It was nice. And uh, three weeks in Mayapur, Iskand's international uh, headquarters. And then one week in Noida, uh, that which is a suburb of Delhi. Most of you know that place, I think, right? And. Um, I attended meetings, what we call GBC meetings. It's nothing like ABC, learning ABC, it's GBC. Uh, and it has something to do with God. And a governing, bo governing body commissioners come together from around the world and other leaders uh, to discuss how to advance Krishna consciousness, how to tackle issues, and how to share victories and uh, victories, triumphs, and also have put out a few fires here and there. Okay, <clears throat> and leaders from around the world came. This is called ILS, ISKCON Leader Sangha. So uh, quite a few hundreds of devotees came from all over the world uh, to offer uh, presentations or hear presentations on the different subject matters of what constitutes Krishna consciousness. For instance, cow protection, just to give an example. Another example would be uh, domestic violence that we find sometimes in our communities. We're not exempt from these things. And uh, all kinds of different subject matters. Guru, what is, uh, what is Shiksha Guru, what is Diksha Guru? You know, all these kind of more deep subject matters were presented. And my presentation every year in Mayapur is to put on dramas so this year we put on something called Grand Sire. And Grand Sire refers to Bhishma Dev. Everybody loves Bhishma Dev, right, in the Mahabharata. How many people like him? How many people don't like him? Okay, so you're on, on the right track. And uh, so we plan these dramas ahead of time. We arrange for some devotees to come from the US, Canada, South Africa, and also we work locally with some devotees. Mostly it's young people uh, who have a little time on their hands. Um, basically, I like to work with young folks before they have a ba babies. 
Because once they have babies, your whole world changes, right? Unless if the play calls for having a baby on the stage. Uh, and many of our stories have to do with babies, as you just heard. Okay, one baby in the back there is, you know, reminding us that I'm important. Okay. And so anyways, people were very touched by the drama, Grand Sire. We also filmed it very professionally. So in about a month's time, it will have been edited and it will be available either on YouTube or thewalkingmonk.net. And guaranteed that you'll shed some tears. It's a very touching story. So when we went to Noida, uh, anybody from Noida? Anybody from Delhi? Okay. And it was very congested places. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, our, half of our cast that was in Mayapur uh, took a train, took a day and a half to get to Noida. It was a six-hour delay in the train. And um, then we performed the Gita, which is a contemporary take on this divine literature, the Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> we performed to a group of students from schools that came around from the area. We also performed at the Sunday Crowd, which as it was a week ago, actually. And people pay several, some rupees to come in. They have to buy to see the show. So that's the kind of thing that I've been doing. I also like to do some walks. And um, in Mayapur, there's nice trails in that area, at least for now. Once the temple is built, uh, the TOVP, and it doesn't stand for Toronto, Ontario, Vedic uh, place. It stands for something different. <laughs> temple of Planetarium, right. So uh, our devotees here in Brampton have been very kind to pay a major role in the fundraising aspect of this for the whole of Canada. And we have devotees here who are looking after the Treasury Department. And with regards to that project, it's a big, it'll be the biggest temple, Vedic temple on the planet. And uh, will be completed in 2022. So that's something to look forward to, right? You'll get a chance to go there and it will be very busy for the opening ceremonies. Um, but um, that's something for the whole world to come and see. So much attention is going to that part of Bengal. Many people uh, are coming from all over the world to see that temple. When I was there, I met Russian people, I met American people. These are like seniors, you know, just trying to go to some different kind of place and see what India is like and to see what some of the hot spots are like in India. So Mayapur is one of those hot spots. And I mean that in two ways, okay? Hot, as in, you know, there's a big attraction and hot in the sense that the weather gets hot there, okay? Not so much now. It was a cool winter. Well, we enjoyed a mild winter, relatively speaking. They had a cool winter and everyone's complaining. It was such a cold winter. They said, I'm from Canada. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So it was, uh, it was beautiful working with these young folks and uh, parents come to me and they say, thank you for engaging my teenager. You know, he or she, they never get up at 6.30 in the morning. So uh, 
or thank you for engaging. My daughter, she was going through some depressions and you enrolled her in the play and now she's all like, ah, you know. So this is very rewarding, you know. And this year in the meetings, uh, the GBC leaders were considering who should be members of the uh, EC, you know, the executive committee. That means you spend, you take a leadership role, and you spend three, three members from our GBC body will spend, you know, 24-7 practically on dealing with issues around the world. And so my name came up because I was never an executive council. And some other people's name came up who didn't do this service before, some new leaders. And then uh, it came time to, you have a chance to say why you shouldn't do it. And when I came up, I, uh, when I got behind the microphone, said, well, every year I spend six hours a day outside of these meetings, working with our youth, putting together epical dramas. And if you block me out for three years doing this, that program will fail. And you know that these young people are our future leaders. So I got a total, what would you call it, uh, a consensus, 100% that I got myself out of that one. <laughs> I declined devotionally. And they tried that on me about 20 years ago because I was a new person on the board. And they tried that on me. And I remember Radhana Swami, uh, you know, he was looking at me and he told me this later, said, I was studying your script. Okay, so what was my script? I said, I am not suited for this job. It will put me into depression. <laughs> and uh, I'm not very tech savvy. And uh, I don't want to be forced to do something that I can't do. And I, some of the members were going, ooh, threatening, ooh. Anyways, I won, I, I got spared. And I, from that decl declining as well, so anyways, Krishna saved me. Then Radhana Swami came there. I was, he, he grabbed me and he sort of took me by the arm and said, I was studying your script because I know they're going to get after me too. <laughs> okay, so anyways. <laughs> but it's true. We're all designed to, we are made, we are wired to be able to do something and give some contribution. Sometimes I have members of our EC, you know, in the different temples, uh, right here in GTA, they're saying, Maharaj, I was thinking about quitting. He said, well, why are you doing a good job? And then they just kind of shut up for a while. And, uh, you know, people are smiling here right now. They know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so we want to thank the devotees here for doing a nice job in managing our temple. You've got a North America, this is one of the best places for Sunday school for children's education and Christianity. Mind you, sometimes our leaders do get complaints and they come from the constituents and we have to hear those criticisms sometimes and eat humble pie, okay? Now, when I had my little birthday party here back in October, we had pumpkin pie. But a better pie is humble pie, okay? Because then you learn, because it's an ego bashing uh, session. That's what it is. So we have to be enthusiastic and be willing to hear to take some criticism, especially if it's not coming from a bad side. If, it's, if people are motivated and have an agenda and want to bring you down on your knees, then uh, this is not a healthy thing, but if people are 
you know, maybe having something to say with a good heart and a good spirit to improve things, then it's okay. And maybe the, their analysis may be wrong, but at least it's good to hear good criticism. So, uh, constructive criticism. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, I was in uh, the Delhi area when they had riots, and there's always riots going on. And we had 200 Chinese devotees, leaders, who could not make it because of the virus. And we also had uh, European devotees who are leaders in China that can't, couldn't get out of the country. So it's really interesting. This virus is pretty serious. Every once in a while we get a virus. The last one was SARS. And then it's always, you know, this or that polio. There's always something, every decade has some kind of a epidemical thing going on. But the real virus, ladies and gentlemen, is Maya, right? And uh, Maya is, are the temptations of life. They are the illusory powers that we get taken in by. And last time when I spoke to our community in Milton, news had just come out about the virus. And one lady, she put up her hand when it became to questions and answers, said, Maharaj, what do we do about the, I thought she said, Karuna virus, Karuna. I <laughs> uh, said, well, virus, yes, it's true. The Bhakti virus is a good one. And uh, the Karuna is good. Karuna means mercy, compassion. And so what you, should you do about it? You should embrace it. You should swim in it. I said, no, no, it's not Karuna. It's Corona or something like that. And then I heard some people, that's the name of whiskey somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, and I heard in Mexico, now they're not drinking it. So that's good. So in regards to that, there, is, there are viruses, and it's Kali Yuga, the age in which we live, is wrought with, and make, makes people wrought with the viruses of ego and selfishness and greediness and anger and lust and so on like that. So we address this by chanting Hare Krishna. And we do it with joy, we do it with fun. Don't mind if I'm pushing people and grabbing them and showing them how to make the moves, how to make the proper steps. Thank you, Maria, you're the hero today. Uh, but uh, we just want to flow together. We have to be a nice thing. So tomorrow we're celebrating Guru Purnima. It's a very big day for us, if not the biggest outside of perhaps Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja. And we are honoring the birth anniversary of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So there were several people in our disciplic succession, in our lineage, in our own community, and during the Renaissance period of India, who were very upset by the way things were going in India. Um, let's give a couple of examples. So one was Madhavendra Puri. We did a play about him. We called it Mr. Puri. Madhavendra Puri and a person who was contemporary, Sri Advaita Acharya. Both of them were expressing their great concern for the way that the trends, and the trends were that people were getting a into all kinds of dark rituals like black arts and uh, leaving devotion behind. 
and uh, people were finding themselves caught up in a lot of sense gratificatory pursuits. So it was Advaita Acharya who read in Shastra uh, that you can get help. His idea was that he felt that the problem was so thick and deep that only God can solve these problems. As we know in the Gita, Krishna says, Yada yada hidarvasha, klanir bhavati bharata, abhyuttanam adarvasha, tadapanam srachamyam. And that means whenever there's big trouble in the world, Krishna descends. So Advaitacharya was thinking the world needs help. And uh, I, who, who else can save the situation? So God himself can do this. He read in Shastra that if you want to get God's attention, you uh, offer him some Ganga jal and tulsi leaves. So he would go to the bank of the Ganga and he would have a little shila, like a little murti of stone. And uh, he would offer to that stone, the stone being a representative of the Supreme, a water Ganga jal, as well as tulsi leaves. And then in addition to that, he would call loudly, Krishna! Come down, we need you now. Okay? And Krishna responded. At the time, while he was calling for the Lord to come and assist and improve the world situation, um, Krishna himself had thoughts. God can be God can think. God can think. And God is thinking, okay, what is this thing about Radha? that she loves me so dearly. What is it in me that she's so attracted? And uh, while during that contemplation, he was being pulled. You know how you, you know, it happens to us every day. We're taking care of some household duty and then you get a call from India. Oh, India's calling. Oh, mom or dad or our aunt is not doing very well. Oh, somebody's got cancer. Oh, I'm gonna have to drop everything. Take a flight over there. Yeah, so we get interrupted. We get interrupted. So Krishna's thoughts got interrupted. And um, it was someone was calling him, not through the internet. Something more powerful than that. Just calling from the heart is more powerful than anything that you can shoot out there uh, through computer land. So then um, it was Krishna thought, okay, maybe I should go to planet Earth. Maybe I should go there. Check out the scene, maybe you can understand more about myself there. I'll become introspective there. So Krishna came, and he came as Sri Chaitanya. And it was uh, Advaita Acharya's doing. It was also Madhavendra Puri had the same thoughts. The world is falling apart morally. We need God to come and help. By the way, it was Madhavendra Puri who demonstrated for the first time in our lineage ecstatic symptoms, symptoms of bhava. That means that you kind of demonstrate some kind of ecstasy, what some people, normal people might consider crazy, a little bit off. So um, that Madhavendra Puri was so deeply in love. He had so much prema for the Supreme that he would uh, demonstrate ecstatic symptoms, such as trembling of the body, um, let's say crying incessantly, perhaps at times laughing and so on like that. This is what Madhavendra Puri did. Uh, similarly, Krishna was dem 
demonstrating these symptoms of ecstasy in the form of Chaitanya. He was feeling a love for Radha. So Chaitanya has the stature of Krishna, the complexion of Radha, and in many ways the sentiment of Radha. So feelings of separation, which we call vipralamba, the feeling of separation from the loved one means that you're missing them. And uh, this is the, sometimes throws people into depression. I really miss so-and-so, you know. I, I can't wait, just like when people go to war and their spouses left back home just wondering, is, am I, uh, will, will there be a message? This was happened in the first, second world war. And I guess the civil war in the US and other, there's, there would be uh, municipal boards and people will see who died in action. You know, they'll go to that board eagerly in big crowds and see, think is my you know was my partner still alive and if they saw that the name of their spouse uh, died in action you know while flying or whatever uh it would be very devastating you know be very so that feeling of ipralamba throws people into very strong emotions so th this was was happening so thanks to advaitacharya Madhavanirpuri, who had the right sentiments and called on the Lord to come and help the, the condition of Kali Yuga. And the system is, the methodology for overcoming problems is by engaging in Sankirtan. Just like, you know, we're dancing happily. And I know that in every community, there's always a little bit of, a little bit, just a tiny bit, a little bit, itsy bitsy uh, politics going on. But when we all get into the kirtan, all that whatever bitterness we may be feeling towards each other or sometimes even towards the spouse, it just goes, goes out the window, just goes out, you know? So therefore, it is the ultimate therapy. It's the ultimate, uh, uh, let's say, remedial measure for overcoming problems. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came in on the scene, especially in the eastern part, people were just getting concerned the Islamic community was very concerned and there was one leader, they called him the king, uh, Hussein Shah. And there were complaints coming to him. We've got a problem here. You know, our Islamic uh, community is living on shaky grounds right now. He says, what are you talking about? Says, well, there's these Hindu monks. One of them is Chaitanya. And he's going around and he's singing. What's he singing? He's singing the name Hari, 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 Hari. And he's doing it incessantly. And the, and the course of that, he's also doing interesting things. He's dancing. And sometimes he's swooning and he loses his balance and he falls. So, and uh, so Hussein Shah was wondering, well, how, why is this a problem? Now a little bit of background on that king, Hussein Shah. He was known to desecrate many temples, deities. He was notorious for doing major damage to Hindu sacred grounds. And that's what was going on in the 15th century and prior to that. And so like especially was you know up at a height at that time. So Hussein Shah was, was just wondering what why this would be a problem, that if some Hindu monk is showing signs of sort of some kind of madness. Why would that uh, disrupt our community? Why would that disrupt my uh, regime or, or uh, my, my rule? 
So the answer is, and Hussein Shah had already been acquainted with Chaitanya, he saw for himself Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is none other than Krishna. And when he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in action, not dying in action, but in action, with his ecstasy, he had concluded this person is not an ordinary person. This person is divine. So the threat that the Islamic community felt was that these people are going to take over because we have Hindus and Muslims. And at that time, there were also some Christians, but we don't hear about much about them in the show, and Buddhists. And they're all giving full attention to, to Chaitanya's uh, exhibitions. And in fact, they are uh, offering dandavats. To, they recognize him to be a great saint, or to be divine at least. That is something extraordinary. When Hussein Shah was uh, informed about this, he admitted, I know this Chaitanya, and I don't want anybody to touch him. He's to do what he's supposed to do. And he said, he's, I guess you call it Koda, he's God. He had come to that conclusion. This is not an ordinary person. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu soared high. I mean to say, he was seven feet tall. Can you imagine? Especially in that part of India. If it was in Punjab, it wouldn't be a problem. Okay, You probably have a few seven feet people up there. But this is the eastern part of India where everyone is a short stature. And um, so it was really, he was very strong about Hussein Shah. Uh, I will give the death penalty if anybody stops Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's how affected he was. That's how, he, and how effective Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself was in sharing Krishna consciousness, a higher consciousness, and demonstrating what people need to do to solve their Kali Yuga problems. Okay? Now, I know that uh, sometimes and even devotees. They have problems and issues and challenges at home, at the workplace, and so on like that. And sometimes an easy solution is to say, Prabhu, you just in Maya, just chant Hare Krishna and everything will be okay. But the problems that we face sometimes are quite complex, you know? And while chanting Hare Krishna is good and it's very therapeutic and everything, it doesn't mean to say we can't take help from other sources, you know? Um, we don't feel it's always the best thing to say, I'll solve. I'll, I'll solve some problems. I'll go to the lawyer. I'll get a lawyer. I'll sue the pants off that person. You know? And that'll solve my problem, but it may not solve the other person's problem. Kali Yuga's um, problematic situation is full of complexities. Full. It's not easy. I don't think people have experienced such, we've never seen in the world so much mental uh, Disbehavior, you know, and um, <clears throat> let's say irregularities. But it always was there. It always was. And some people had even surmised that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is epileptic, something, some problem there, or there's something not balanced about him. But for the most part, those who had any kind of contact with him and saw him and heard him, they concluded that. Lear is a divine being. He's not of this world. He's a little bit like the lotus. 
that sits on the water and never really seems to get wet. You know, and so that's, Jesus Christ said that too. Be in this world, but not of this world. You know? So while we're here in this mundane existence and dealing with the, all the entanglements, we are supposed to demonstrate a detachment. I heard a class from somebody yesterday and they were saying, so there's attachment, there's detachment, and what was the other one? Detachment and unattachment, yeah. And I asked him, where's semi-detached? <laughs> and I wasn't referring to houses. I'm just talking about there's so many different levels of attachment and so many different levels of de detachment and attachment. It gets very complicated. People are very complicated these days. You know? Sometimes you have, you have a hard time uh, having a conversation with someone, like people of the like generation. You know, could you, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to criticize the younger gen, but sometimes they wonder, what did they say? You know, was that in English? Or was that a sentence? It sounds like, sounded like a bunch of runoff sentences. Sounded like, you know, just a, you know, a gamut of things. And, you know, well, yeah, when I was young, you, had, you started a sentence and had a capital. This is when you write it up. And it ended with a period. We call it period. Maybe you call it full stop. What do you say, full stop? Well, in Canada, we say period, whatever. Okay. And that's it. Then you start another sentence, you know, put a space in there. And, then you, and you, you have a pause, usually. But that is not a reality now. <laughs> So anyways, it's, I find, find it very funny and humorous then. Anyways, I, I give, uh, I, I must admit, I, I have full satisfaction in working with young folks and uh, whatever they are dealing with sometimes. And when we have our practices in India or wherever, um, some of our young people come with issues from home or their relationship issues, and it's really interesting to see how it happens. But the therapy is that kind of like, put yourself behind you. Put, Put your, whatever your troubles are in the shoes, you know, where the shoe horn goes, just stuff it in there, and then let us just uh, get into the characters that you're supposed to portray and try to understand someone else's, you know, uh, let's say their uh, agendas, their, their drive, their ambitions, or their depressions. Try to understand other people. So in our Vaishnava culture, we are actually meant to be sensitive like this to pick up on the sensitivities of the world. I know that in the long walks that I've done across Canada, I get a chance to meet a lot of nice people during the day. And then I also, because I'm deep pulling in good air, good oxygen is coming through my pipes and, uh, the, um, and clean waters around me and I'm feeling the sunshine and the wind, I've found that I've developed sensitivities, you know. Things, I get very, let's say, um, it builds up, yeah, sensitivity and maybe even sensibilities. Uh, so just because you're in the natural world and you're doing what's natural, which is walking and chanting at the same time, um, it's just it's such a great therapy and that's what we all look forward to. We know that the world is problematic, dukaliyam ashashvatam, you know, Krishna makes it very clear and uh, so somehow we want to do some problem solving, and we have to strive for that. Some people may even criticize the Bhagavad Gita, 
and they'll say, oh, you Hare Krishnas, you're so negative. You know, you quote, you quote God and you say, the world is miserable and it's temporary. And we can respond to them and say, well, have you seen any other way? <laughs> well, it just depends on how you look at things and how you approach life. Yeah, you know, so the way you approach life is very important. We must approach life in a devotional way because there's only optimism in uh, devotional executions. And when we put all our eggs in, eggs in one basket, as they say, put all our attention to, you know, materialistic fixes, it doesn't really, it may fix the problem temporarily, but it cannot do a permanent, uh, let's say, redemption. You know, we have to always keep that in mind. And we're not saying that we shouldn't, you know, use material solutions, just like, say, for instance, when I go to India, I love it. I love the people. But when I have to cross the street, <laughs> or I go two blocks over and then there's a river of sewage, <laughs> or I go and I walk a few uh, meters in a certain direction, oh, there's a nice green patch, and I go there. And it's become that nice green patch with new trees has become a toilet. And I think that certain things need to be done. <laughs> There's a lot of cleanup needing to be done. You know? Okay, so it's easy for, I'm, I'm, I live here, I can criticize India like anything like that. And you know, like, here's another one. Okay, you're driving with someone, and usually people insist, you're a Maharaj, you sit in the front. Okay, all right, fine. And I'm with the driver, and I'm wondering, why are you honking? There's nobody in front of you, nobody behind you, or side of you. Why are you honking? Why do you have to make noise when there's no need? Okay, I can be critical. But when I come back here and I see things are a little more in order and so on like that. But then there's other kinds of problems here. Uh, relationship problems and people just dealing with, haggling with so many different things. And uh, The conclusion is, ultimately, Krishna's right. Dukali Amashashvatam. He's right. He usually is. <laughs> he usually is. The only time that Krishna is not right, do you want to hear about it? The only time Krishna is wrong is like, I'll give you an example. Krishna's a young boy, and uh, he loved to play every day with his gopas and gopis. And um, one day, a big snake, a monster, by the name of Agasur came. <coughs> And all the, and he opened his mouth. And you know how kids are, they love to explore trees, caves, you know, um, you know, swamps, whatever. And uh, you like to swing from ropes and you, you do things, you build forts, at least kids used to do that, used to do that. So uh, Krishna was watching his friends walking into this cave. And then Krishna was wondering, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Now the boys went in with confidence. They went in, walked in to that big, you know, gaping mouth of Agasur with confidence. Said, if there's a problem, Krishna will take care of it. This was their mood, that was their mindset. But Krishna's mindset said, what's gonna happen? 
to them. And similarly, what's going to happen if uh, I go in there after them? What will happen? <gasps> there will be some kind of demise here. So Krishna allows himself to uh, be put into some kind of an illusion. We call, we call it yoga maya. There are two types of maya. Have you heard about it? Yoga maya means it's kind of like a, a spiritual uh, bamboozlement. <laughs> and then mahamaya is the regular temptations of life, the regular illusions that we experience in this world. Those two. So we may encounter both, but in most cases, which one of the two mayas are we encumbered by? Is it yoga maya or mahabaya? Mahamaya, the great maya. The great maya of the, of, of the physical, the flesh issues and, and things like that. And yoga maya is a spiritual illusion which Mother Yashoda was struck by. She was looking into Krishna's mouth because there were accusations. Krishna's eating dirt. And then Krishna came to her mother and said, they're complaining against me, Mom. Said, what about? Well, they're charging me for eating dirt. And I'm not eating any dirt. You know, I, I can open my mouth and I can prove it to you. So then, um, okay, open your mouth, my dear son. So he opens his mouth, and Prabhupada explains it like this. Not only did she see earth in his mouth, she saw the earth. She saw the planet earth, and she saw other planets, and she saw the elements, and she saw even herself looking into Krishna's mouth. This is a display of Viradrup, the cosmic manifestation. You know, and so she was bewildered for a few minutes. She's looking into her son's mouth and saying, Oh my God, this is God. This child is God. You know, I'm looking in his mouth and I see everything. He is God. So let's say uh, biographers of Krishna's life, commentators, great saints of the Vaishnava tradition, they analyze this, and they say that uh, she was under the yoga maya influence. But it's a legit kind of maya. And, uh, but then she broke out of that spell. Oh, oh, what was I thinking? This is my baby. My baby, this is my baby. You know? And so that is the kind of illusion. She was in the illusion that this is my baby. So if, uh, and Krishna indeed is, Param Brahma Param Brahma Param What is it? Param Brahma Param Dhamma Pavitram Paramam Bhavan Purusham Shashvatam Devyam Adi Devam Ajam Vibhum. This is in chapter 10, Bhagavad Gita 12 and 13. These are the two verses that may, if you basically capsulize the conclusion of Bhagavad Gita, you can check it out. 10. 12, verse 12 and 13, those two. So it is, um, you know, if we come to this realization, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we've come a long way. And it means that we must submit ourselves to him because we're very fragile, as we had already determined. We are very tiny. 
Can you imagine if we were thrown into the side of the ocean where there's a shark infested area? I was once in Fiji and I was going to go for a last swim before going, coming back to Canada. And it was a real nice ocean side, you know. That was on the small island. Fiji has many islands. Anybody here from Fiji? Oh, we'd have to do something about that. Um, <laughs> if I go to Vancouver, it's mostly Fijians. So, um, I just, you know, there was this water about this deep. And it says, I want to go and swim. I have to refresh myself. It's so hot here. So, no, 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 no. Maharaj, don't do that. Why? Why? Well, just yesterday, someone got killed by a shark. Oh, really? They're here, are they? Okay. So, let's see if you go into an area where there's all kinds of sharks. How do you feel? Humble? Would you panic? Yeah. So, anyways, think about it on a regular basis. We're in this world. And we're around us swimming as all these sharks. You know, let's say the challenges of life, you know, birth, death, old age, and corona disease. Uh, and, uh, and, and at any moment, we can be bit and we can die very quickly, swiftly. So, therefore, we just try to get our lives together. Uh, we try to push aside this Mahamaya. And don't worry about yoga maya. Don't be so prematurely a transcendentalist, okay? I would not recommend that you try to be like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I would rec not recommend that you walk around swinging around it. You know, this is not for us. It may come one day. But our job is to, you know, show ecstasy, but with some level of control. So I'll finish up quickly. Before I became a monk, I used to go to the high school dances, right? And, uh, you know, and the teachers were the chaperones. For, uh, and those were the days when heavy metal music was just starting, you know. A heavy metal music just said, uh, Born to be wild. Okay, songs like that by Steppenwolf. And, with a, and those were, that was the kind of music they were playing at our high school dances. So I guess the administrators felt it was okay for young men and women to come together, but under some kind of surveillance, some kind of control, like the chaperones. And I often wondered, I remember one teacher coming up to me, she was the French teacher. Oh, John, you are a very good dancer. <laughs> so anyways, um, th we, we, uh, th everything has to be done with some kind of limitations, you know? Uh, we have to draw parameters. Uh, in life and draw lines and we do that and just like you've drawn lines here you know for obvious reasons crowd controllers I just recommend you take the tape off before it becomes permanently laid in there and then it, look, and it starts looking ugly that's my suggestion okay next time I come I want to see it gone <laughs> or put in fresh batch you know, and, you know but right now it's, it's you know melting and the hot wet weather is coming Okay, so where are we going? Tomorrow's Gorpornima. You know, we're going to see a, ni a nice, interesting moon. And we're going to hear about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And uh, when I gave a class there at uh, Mayapur, I opened up by saying, how many people like George Harrison? And about one quarter of the people did. Because I'm looking at a new generation. They don't know who's George Harrison. How many people know the Beatles? Okay, some people. How many people here know the Beatles? Okay, they were the most influential force 
in the 60s, you know, and into the early 70s. So, um, you know, I, I, I brought up the point about George because in his introduction, he says, introduction of the Krishna book, which he wrote for Prabhupada's pleasure. He said, everyone is looking for Krishna. Some people don't realize that they are, but they are. Nice. What a great opening. No beating around the bush. Everyone's looking for Krishna. So let us look for Krishna, and we can find him in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His complexion was like that of a full moon, and uh, he's described as Chaitanya Chandra, Gaura Chandra, etc. He's like the moon. And the moon is very welcoming. Not only do the coyotes and wolves like full moons, but people like full moons too after a hot season, right? Because it has a cooling effect. Both Chaitanya and his associate Nityananda offer a cooling effect to the feverish uh, tendencies that we find in Kali Yuga. And there is a fever. So, anyways, thank you very much. I was told there's a Q&A, is that right? Okay, so uh, that's, that's about it right now. We hope you enjoy the great festival tomorrow. And uh, we know that you're fasting. Most of you are able to fast. And then the nice thing about fasting is that you put an E in there and it's feasting. You know? So that follows through. Anyways, we always have the... What's the problem for anyone to fast for a day or even half a day, right? Uh, because we have the best food in the world, isn't it? Honestly, we have the best food in the world. Am I right about that? And the, the, you're going to experience it for yourself. We have the best food. I mean, it beats pizza. Did I offend anybody? Okay. And I, I like Chinese food, you know. Noodles like chow mein with, with veggies in it, you know. That's one of my favorite foods. But still, I would say, we have the best cuisine. You know? And sometimes we have people come to our Govindas, and they say, um, you know, when we try to experiment a little bit, we'd have some Italian dish. So listen, I don't want your Italian food. If I don't want Italian food, I'll go to an Italian restaurant. I came here to have Krishna food. <laughs> so somehow or other, we've got this uniqueness, you know, about our food, right? Not too spicy, right? That's an important thing. Okay, Spi um, ch uh, <clears throat> I was going to say those chili peppers. You know, when you saute them a little bit, they get black. And to me, they look like sharks. So I always say sharks. If we don't like sharks, those are the sharks. You know, sometimes sharks eat us, and sometimes we eat sharks. <laughs> okay, so any questions or comments? Yes, thank you for saving the day. Your question is around the virus? The detachment. Uh, we experience a lot of emotions uh, being in the sky. I know we have families, kids, and spouses. Is it, is it directly proportional to the level of 
Like, you know, it is said that you are supposed to be detached and, you know, you should not have any. But yep. if you are experiencing somebody's departure or, like, you know, right. any, any kind of emotion, but yep. is it... Oh, Did it seem as like, you know, something derogatory, yes. Yeah. Everybody heard the question. It's a very good one. Uh, well, we, are, we demonstrate emotions. That's very natural. Uh, we shouldn't be too aloof. We still need to express our humanism. You cannot sacrifice humanism. Like, say, if somebody has a baby, a couple has a baby, what do you think? If they walk around, we just got a baby. <laughs> or... My mother died, I'm detached. You know, you're not a real person. You're not, Krishna gave you emotions, so you must express them. But the thing is that we always, let's say, temper the emotions with action. And our action is, well, whatever it may, form it may take, remind yourself, this is just a person who's moving on, like in the case of a death, moving on to a better place. I maybe can be happy. Um, so like that, we have to temper ourselves. Therefore, moderation is expressed in the second chapter of the Gita, especially. Moderation. And in sixth chapter as well. Um, those who practice yoga learn some. And I'm not talking about just doing some exercises. Real yoga means renunci renunciation in the sense that positively embrace devotion and devotional activities. And um, to say negatively, try not to get too emotional, to get too carried away. Okay, you go for your depression period, but get over it. We have to move on. You have to move forward. And um, in the, uh, if I had a chance to read from Prabhupada's purport, I was going to take verse 2, 46, we're here about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showing his ecstasies. The verse following, text 47, goes like this. This is a very important for, one for us to remember. Karmani varikaraste ma paleshu kadachana ma karma palehitur bhura ma te sangostva karmani. You have a right, Krishna speaking here, you have a right to perform your prescribed duty, but you are not entitled to the fruits of action. Never consider yourself the cause of the results or your activities and never be attached to not doing your duty. So I met somebody uh, yesterday, a person who was a little troubled in uh, his life and uh, spent a little time with him and um, he was um, simply, uh, 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 my analysis was that he was just thinking too much. So I simply said, think less, do more. <laughs> think less and do more. That is, you know, be more, get more active and then automatically you're happier because our body is designed for, you know, being active, active. So uh, I would say that the answer to your question requires a balancing act and that, yes, we should show sentiments, genuine sentiments, but we also have to show some dignity by applying our philosophy and kind of letting go. Okay, dad's passed away, let, let him go. I have to let him be and uh, where Krishna wants him to be. And let me carry on with my life. And let me remember the good instructions that dad gave me that I will now implement and uh, you know, uh, into my life. 
So that's, that is a very sort of uh, moderate way of you know, looking at life. Is that okay? Like uh, I've seen some films from India, sometimes even the Mahabharata, the Ramayan, where oftentimes female parts, the ladies are crying like anything. They keep crying and crying and crying through a whole episode, like a whole half hour. And after a while I said, will she ever shut up? <laughs> okay, I got the cries, I got the tears in the beginning, okay, about, you know, how long do you want to go on for? Not until eternity. Or, you know, some guy gets angry. <laughs> okay, Duryodhana, I got it. I know you're a, a nasty guy, I, I understand. But you know, that's called melodrama in some circles. You know, tone it down, just be human a little bit. You know, that's all. So uh, there's no problem with showing emotions. Prabhupada even said, children are objects of affection. And certainly husband and wife have to show affection to each other in intimacy. You know, that's natural. But we also have to demonstrate another quality. Okay, you don't agree with your partner? Oh, let it be. So be, so be it. Arivo, let's go on and have some paratas. <laughs> okay? So, any other questions? It's time to go. And I apologize. I also actually have to leave soon uh, because I'm attending our first big Rathiatra meeting in downtown Toronto. So uh, that's what's going on. Just to highlight a couple of things, our Rathiatra this year is on the 11th and 12th. It's not the usual time, but we had some hiccups there in the planning this year. And um, I have brought with me the film of Hare Krishna film of Prabhupada, if this community ever wants to see it on a screen. It's very touching. Um, my godbrother, Sureshwara, will be coming here this summer and he'll give a course in Prabhupada, the founder of Charya, so that we can understand more clearly what is Prabhupada's position in our lives. So those are just some highlights. And uh, I'm sure you have highlights too. Highlights and lowlights, okay? You can never sleep in a highlight. You can sleep maybe with a lowlight somewhere. Our life is full of highlights and lowlights, and even if you meet with lowlights, there's a lesson to be learned from that experience. Anything else? That's it, right? Thank, Thank you, Maharaj. Everyone, please a huge round of applause for Maharaj. I think after